from Wondery, this is I Hate My Boss, workplace drama, comedic relief. I'm Liz Dolan. And I'm Larry Seal. And it's Thursday, the end of our work week, and it's time for another installment of our After Hours show, where we try and answer more of your questions about challenges you run into at work. Our first question is from Nicole. I am an attorney from uh, Reno, Nevada, and I kind of hate my boss. I also hate my mom's boyfriend. Oh, wait, they're the same person. (laughs) So having your boss be your mom's boyfriend is uh, creating a lot of issues. For example, when my boss and my mom get in a fight, he goes into his office and they have these screaming matches and I hear all their personal info. It's weird. It puts me in a bad mood and I feel like I can't concentrate at work. Also, my boss is having me do my family's personal errands. For instance, he had me design and do his son's fraternity rush week. So I wrote the welcome documents. I wrote the history of the fraternity. I made the applications. I also did these huge billboards that I went and printed out, and it took me about two days. I also do a bunch of my mother's work, where she will email me and see she has a huge presentation at work, and then I'll do the huge presentation. So I I know what you're thinking, that I need to draw some boundaries, (laughs) but... I don't know why. I'm one of those conflict avoiders, which is weird because I'm also an attorney. So I'm wondering if you have any advice for a conflict avoider. Nicole, Nicole, Nicole. (laughs) Nicole! You are absolutely right. I'm going to say, Nicole, the attorney, draw those boundaries. You have created a work environment for yourself that is your own personal hell. Like if you had to design the worst possible environment for you, Congratulations, Nicole. You're there. Here's where I give you credit. You said some of this puts me in a bad mood. (laughs) (laughs) Even that is conflict avoidance, Nicole. Come on. This is going to be way beyond a bad mood. When the words come out of your mouth, when my boss and my mom get into screaming matches. Oh, Oh my my God. God. Not, Not a good situation. And you know it. And you know what you should do, which is... Go deal with it or make a harder choice to go do something else. I mean, she knows exactly what she needs to go do, but she's avoiding it. How do you become an attorney and be a conflict avoider? (laughs) I know. Well, you don't have to be a litigator. You could be a mediator, Nicole. How about that? If you want to avoid conflict, you could be bringing people together, Nicole. That's actually But do not try to mediate between your boss and your mom. That is not our professional recommendation. That's actually a great job recommendation. Maybe that's what she does. Maybe she steps into a mediation role somewhere. We can't tell enough from your message, but I would say ask yourself a couple of questions. How did you get yourself into this situation, right? Right. If you have the skills to be doing something more advanced than designing your boss's son's frat rush wear gear, you shouldn't be doing rush week gear. So what is the chain of things that, that got you here and how can you start? undoing those. You obviously have skills and training that go beyond that. Um, You sound a little bit like you're trapped between your mom and her boyfriend, and there's no particular reason why that should be professionally. So what got you there is the first thing you need to ask yourself before you can start to undo it. Yeah, I think that's the perfect foundational question. I think we got to start printing up t-shirts that just say boundaries, (laughs) boundaries, boundaries. And, you know, I suspect there's something that we can't possibly know about your relationship with your mother and feeling Mm -hmm. about your need to be supporting her in some way. It doesn't sound healthy. 
either professionally or personally. We're giving you permission to go do what you already know you need to go do. Mm -hmm. Have some conversations, do some self-reflection, and then make some decisions. You can do it, Nicole. I know you can. Our next question is from Leandria, who writes, I actually started listening to you guys because I hate my coworkers. But <laughs> let me explain. Well, it's a nice change from hating your boss, it I guess. It is nice. Last summer, I was feeling unfulfilled in my position at work, so I asked my manager about an opportunity in another department. Little did I know that the head of my department had a position waiting for me doing something completely new. The new position is working in conjunction with my old department. I still work on the same floor as my old department. I think because I am no longer with that group that everyone feels the need to come and complain to me about everyone else. Part of the reason I wanted to leave them was due to the negative energy and the lack of motivation people have to do their job. I want to ask to be relocated to a different floor in our building, but I know I'll be asked why, and I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings by saying it's because of their bad attitudes. Do I bring it up to the new boss and have her talk to the old boss? Do I talk to the old boss and risk making the new boss mad because she's my boss now, so any issues should be addressed with her? My current solution to the problem is making myself unavailable. I've been spending my days in my cube listening to podcasts. Well, that is an excellent choice, I think, of things to do with your time. It's hard to argue with that <laughs> Yes. One. Listening to podcasts and eating lunch alone because I cannot bear the thought of going into the lunchroom and having lunch with these people who complain all day. How do I make this work? Dr. Larry, where do you start? Oh, Leandria. Look, I think you said it exactly. I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings by and then insert all the things that you know you should go do, like speak up or have a conversation with someone and say, hey, look, I don't want to be the repository for your complaints. What I would absolutely not recommend is passing the buck to somebody else. Current boss, old boss, this is something you've got to be responsible for and decide, I'm going to draw a line and not be available for that. I don't think you hurt their feelings. You just say, look, I'm trying to be successful in this new job. I get that that role, that department can be really tough at times. Of course I know because I lived it. And I'm trying my best to make this work. I'd really appreciate it if we can keep that shorter. Yeah, you know, it feels like you're in a negative spiral with these people and that there must be something you're getting out of it. I think you really need to ask yourself that. Is there is it important to you to continue to be important to them? Because if you really do want to cut off these conversations, I think you need to be very direct. Like Larry said, don't be afraid to hurt people's feelings. I have a friend that tried this once. This is a little bit more of a lighter touch, Leandria. Maybe this will work for you. She instituted what she called a no-complaining day, where it was like nice. one, one day a week where for herself and for others, she was trying to like think more positive thoughts. So when people started to like complain to her in the office, she's like, stop right there. It's my no-complaining day. Now, Maybe there's an application of that yeah. to you. Somehow you need to signal to these people who are dumping all this stuff on you that you're not going to listen anymore. You need some overt sign. Maybe it's an actual sign. Maybe it's a, yeah. this is not the complaint department. <laughs> you know, we're having a little fun with this, but you need to make it stop. And just, much as we love the fact that you're listening to podcasts, you shouldn't be sitting alone all the time as the only alternative to hearing all of these complaints. Yeah, and look, there is likely something she's doing that is encouraging that. Because Yeah, we're not trying to blame the victim. But all. it is just, this is a back and forth. It's a relationship. And if that means you're not speaking up or you're just going, well, I'll be unhappy because I want to let them complain because I don't want to speak up. Like if you live your life trying to not speak up for yourself, 
you're going to have a really small world. Well, I think there's also a temptation people have, Larry, to sort of share their own problems, right? To get in on the action when people start to complain to them. And so then that it just encourages yeah, that just the makes cycle, it worse. right? Yeah, I, so I, I agree. Start with one no complaining day a week. <laughs> and they don't have to know which day it is. You're like, oh, I'm sorry. It's no complaining day. Oh, I thought it was Tuesday. Oh, no, it's also Friday. One last thing we'll say to try to be more helpful to you because we care about you is maybe you should deflect all these negative colleagues onto our show. If they have a problem, they should just call. I hate my boss. We're happy to listen. <laughs> so what kind of dynamics are you working in? Do your coworkers love to swarm your desk to gossip? Or maybe your boss loves to air out their personal life? Send us your stories on Facebook or Twitter. We're at I Hate My Boss Show. And our phone number is 424-224-5711. If you're listening on a smartphone, just tap the cover art to see the episode notes and you'll find a link to call us right there. You know, we're in competition with other podcasts to see who can get more five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts. So if you like what you've heard, please leave us one. Don't miss our next episode on Monday. Remember, workplaces can feel crazy. But you don't have to. Thank you.